don't be afraid. Lock the doors. Turn out the lights. And climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly Dead Time Stories. So many times we hear stories of hauntings that are relatively scary. These are more of the things that go bump in the night type stories. Not all hauntings are based on devastating past events or gruesome murders. There are stories out there that are more uplifting and will bring a smile to your face. Sometimes a place just produces so many great memories that a residual haunting can manifest and replicate some of those exciting times. A residual haunting is basically an energy imprint left on a location from the past that will replay over and over, much like an instant replay at a sporting event. These are not ghosts stuck in a location, rather just energy from past events. Think of it more as memories that never fade away. This episode about the 101 Ranch in Oklahoma is a prime example of this. Just south of Ponca City, Oklahoma, there is a wide open stretch of prairie land off of Highway 177. If you listen closely, you will hear the sounds of singing cowboys coming from the 101 Ranch. Sometimes it's a cowboy waltz complete with harmonica, piano, and guitar beautifully blending with the sounds of frogs and crickets as it drifts out over the vast space. Sometimes it's more of a cowboy ballad just a lone acoustic guitar being softly strummed over the sad minor chords by a cowboy as he sings over the music. There are other voices coming from the ranch as well. The sounds of laughter and clapping, dozens of voices singing the cowboy classics such as Whoopie tie yo get alone little doggies. The issue here is that the 101 Ranch hasn't existed since the 1950s. Motorists taking a rest stop, picnickers, hikers, and locals have all experienced this phenomena off 177 late at night for 70 years now. Sure, it's a mystery outside the area, but none of the Oklahomans in Kay County have any doubt as to the cause. Ghosts. Or probably more accurately, a residual haunting. The 101 Ranch was located in this stretch of prairie and was legendary at one point in history. Today there's a picnic area and a National Historic Landmark Memorial showing where the ranch once stood. The ranch was established in 1879 by Colonel George W. Miller. The 101 came from the 101,000 sprawling acres that the ranch was spread over. 
this was a huge outfit. At its peak, there was a fully staffed school, general store, hotel, magazine, newspaper, smithery, dairy, meatpacking plant, and an oil refinery. The farm was home to 3,000 residents and one of the biggest ranching outfits in the West. George passed away in 1903 and left the ranch to his three sons. The ranch became famous under their management. In 1900, Wild West shows were big business. They were pioneered by Buffalo Bill Cody some 20 years earlier, but hit their stride at the turn of the century. Being such a big farm, the Miller sons drew from their talented employees, and by 1905, they were running the most popular Wild West show in the country. Its very first show was a success, and the 101 Ranch Wild West show maintained popularity for the next two decades, not only traveling across the United States, but across the Atlantic to Europe as well. These were good times for the Millers. The money was flowing in and every talented performer in America wanted to be a part of their production. They lived in a beautiful white three-story stucco house that they dubbed the White House. Their home became the meeting place for anyone who ever twirled a lasso or any colorful character in the Oklahoma area. The Miller's house was almost always packed with the best showmen that the Wild West shows had to offer. Celebrities such as Pawnee Bill, Buck Jones, and the infamous Will Rogers. It was said that every weekend the sounds of singing, music, and enjoyment could be heard for miles around. They would gather around an enormous campfire and sing, dance, and share stories about their crazy adventures. The good times lasted until the 1920s. The Millers even added silent films into their repertoire. The business got better every year up until 1927. It seemed that things couldn't get much better. Unfortunately, they could get worse. Joe, the oldest Miller brother, died of carbon monoxide poisoning in 1927. Two years later, the middle son, Zach, died in an automobile accident. This left the youngest, George, to run the entire operation all on his own. It proved to be much more for him with the onset of the Great Depression. By 1931, the farm was completely bankrupt. In 1932, the White House was torn down and the land was divided up into parcels and sold to prospective farmers. The world was changing and so was its choice of entertainment. The Wild West shows were past their heyday. Most of the performers were getting old and unable to perform. Will Rogers, the most famous of the group, died in a plane crash in Alaska in 1935. It was safe to say that the Wild West show days were over. It wasn't until George Miller died in his Texas home in 1952 that invisible parties started to be reported on the side of the old ranch. Lone motorists running errands out of town were the first to report the sounds of a good time drifting through the prairie winds. When word got out, groups of teenagers started taking weekend evening trips out to the area, hoping to hear cowboy music. Rarely were they disappointed. Farmers, hitchhikers, locals, and paranormal enthusiasts all had so many experiences that soon the entire area knew about the Phantom Hoedown. The Hoedown that takes place right in the area where the big white house once stood. Hush, little baby, don't.
don't say a word Or daddy has to fight off a zombie herd And once that zombie herd is dead Daddy has to hack off the devil's head And if that devil's head gets hacked Daddy has to hunt down a werewolf back And when that werewolf back goes down Daddy has to slaughter an evil clown And after the evil clown is killed Daddy has to take on a vampire So hush, little baby, don't.